Well, thanks so much for listening to the Park Hills podcast. Once again, we are just walking through the Bible in a year. And so this week we're going to cover the story of Ruth. And as we do so, just remember parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills app is where you can find all kinds of amazing stuff about where we're going and what we're doing. You know, so often the the beautiful things in Scripture are because it's the messiness cleaned up. Yeah, you know, it is. I mean, Very that's so. that's what redemption is. It's 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 being bought out of our desperation and bought out of our mm-hmm. filth and and just the whole Ruth being brought into the line of of David and ultimately of Christ is so very significant when we consider the fact that she was a Moabite. Now, just to remind everybody what you've been reading back in Genesis chapter 19, the destruction of Sodom, we run into an issue where Lot is living in a cave with his two daughters. Yep. And they're afraid saying, our father's old, there's not a man on earth to come into us after uh, the, the manner of all the earth. Let us make our father drink wine. And it gets a little bit uh, R-rated from then on, and they basically seduce their father, they make him drink, and they lay with him, and the firstborn uh, <laughs> bore a son and called his name Moab, where we find the Moab bites. There's a origin story, yeah, right? Yeah, no kidding. Makes you feel super happy about that whole situation. Yeah, really proud of that. And you know, and then we've got in Numbers 25 the the Moabite women coming in to seduce the men and get them to bow down to their gods. So nothing real, real fancy or real delightful in the Moabite history. No, it's a pretty messed up situation. So so usually then when you read the word Moab, Moab or Moabite in the scriptures, you start thinking, oh, bad stuff's about to happen, right? You know, that's kind of what, yeah. if you're following the track, and I know, you know, we've been reading through the Bible in a year, most people are probably not picking up any of these details. And I, I'm just seeing some of them for like the 20th time through the Bible this time. So it, you know, some of these things are just popping out. But there's this, there's a couple spots where already where we've read when the Israelites worshipped in Peor, which is this story in Numbers 25 that you're talking about. This at, right after Balak doesn't curse Israel like he's supposed to, he finally just walks away. He can't. <laughs> yeah, because he can't, because the Lord won't let him, or Balaam. And so Balak wants Balaam to say this thing, and he won't be able to do it. But Balaam, uh, you know, leaves, and Balak leaves as well. And then all of a sudden, these Moabite women show up and lead a, a, a worship service to Baal. At yeah. Peor. So you're going, ugh. And then the tradition tells us that Balaam actually inspired them to do this. He's like, well, I can't curse the Israelites, but what you could do to try to trip them up is maybe send some of your most beautiful women down to the camp. I hear they like to party. That kind of... Causes a little bit of ruckus. Totally. So if that's the story of the Moabites so far, 
<laughs> when you read Ruth and you start off with, and there was a famine in the land, and they went down to Moab or Moab, you're like, oh no, <laughs> this is not <laughs> going to go well. Please don't. <laughs> and then yeah. your your two sons marry into Moabite women, and you're like, well, I know why that is. They like to party. You know, like yeah. at least in your mind, you've got this weird thing going, and then the story goes total train wreck. But then Ruth steps up and goes, no, your God is going to be my God. I'm, I'm not one of the people that's yeah. going to worship Baal. I'm not going to lead your people astray. I'm coming with you. I'm going to fix this situation. And uh, she gets pulled into the coolest family, really, in all of Israel history. Well, and, and really, in some ways, you know, the, the, the redeeming she does of, mm-hmm. of Naomi is cool. Yeah. You know, because I'm not sure she's the coolest mother-in-law at that point. I mean, obviously there was something there um, that that drew them together. But h- how cool that she cares for her to that level going, you know what? You're a widow. You're an older widow. And you, someone's got to care for you. And your sons can't. Your, your husband can't. Uh, that's all past. So I'm going to do it. And what a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Really, a, a beautiful story on many levels. We get into this whole kinsman redeemer, but there's an interesting account there. And we understand the idea of the redemption, you're re- redeeming the widow and all that sort of right. thing. But there's some land involved there, too, isn't there? Yeah, it's kind of a strange situation because when you read in chapter four, and we don't have time to dive into all these things in a sermon. I mean, I try sometimes, and then yes, you, just, you do. Then and you, you all just, Then you all just mock me. So then I push things aside and move it to the podcast. But, you know, Ruth 4, there, he, the, the first guy says, I'll absolutely take this on. I will accept my, the kinsman responsibilities because I get land out of the deal. And he's thinking, this is a way for my family to get richer. This is great. Yeah. And then Boaz is like, oh, but by the way, it comes with a woman. Oh, and she's a Moabite. And, he's and like, you must marry her. It's like, skirt. You know, like, <laughs> nope, we're out. Like, we're not doing this. Hey, how about you do it? <laughs> you know, uh, there's so many things I want to say. Like with our culture today, you know, that guy might respond, "Well, is she pretty?" Like, yeah. you know, but but we've we've joked in a number of times as we've sort of talked about this in various places. Imagine coming home that day to your wife saying, "Hey, I I, I accepted, you know, the the deal. We got some, we got some extra land. land. <laughs> By the way, uh, this is your sister wife Ruth. You know, like those things don't go well. And so yeah. there's an element here of. You're reading this going, oh, poor Ruth. Like, she's not going to get redeemed because of this whole thing. But I think also you see a master negotiator in Boaz going, hey, you want to get some land? Yeah, let me give you the best part first. <laughs> oh, and by the way, and he's like, ooh, I don't want to ruin my family line. I don't want to put a Moabite in there. And, and Boaz is like, ding, 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 and he takes it on. Which we didn't talk about a ton. Uh, we, we don't have time in the sermons, or we didn't do it in a blog post or anything. But there's some debate about Boaz. He's an older man. So some have suggested Boaz might be a widower. Some have suggested Boaz might have actually had another wife. But uh, some have suggested Boaz was just, you know, a single guy all the way to the end here and finds Ruth. Any one of those stories is still kind of a neat thing. Yeah. And it it's also kind of neat that it just sort of all comes together in this this really neat story where Ruth then becomes, the, you know, the grandmother, great-grandmother of David. Uh, so, you know, th- this is not to say that, all of the stories in the Bible are about women being property or women being passed around or that her only value is found because Boaz redeemed her and otherwise she's worthless. Like, if you're reading the story, Ruth is an yeah. awesome woman on her own right. And he sees that. Boaz does. You know, he's talking about that. Here's a, a noble woman or a woman of great character. Yeah. 
Yeah. So she's an awesome character. Ruth itself is a great book. You know, one of the things that you, you briefly mentioned in the sermon that I want to throw out here on the podcast, and we'll do a couple, I'll do a couple more of these later. Um, I was not pr- promoting the water. I was, it was just a joke. I don't I know what not... you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed it, go back and watch Second Service, and you'll see Mark uh, do some advertising for, white, what is it, White Mountain? Yeah, white Spring, Mountain, Spring Mountain Water. <laughs> Spring Mountain Water. Very refreshing. <laughs> hey, offerings are down. We decided to take on a sponsor. And Just for no, the record, none of that's true. It's just, it just a, a funny moment. I was just trying to get past the awkwardness of taking if, a drink of water. If you water. haven't gotten used to the fact that Mark puts himself in these positions sometimes where he says something that you're like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, you just need to kind of laugh and get over it because this is yeah. Don't think twice about part it. Part of the beauty of having this guy with you know as the leader of our team. But what, so what I was gonna say is what we were talking about is uh, I'm glad you remember. Yeah, I forgot. yeah. Torah. Torah is the first five books of the Bible: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, Alex and I did a quick little synopsis of Torah a little bit ago. We are currently in the reading plan called uh, the Nevaim, uh, which is the it's basically the second part of the the Tanakh, which is the Jewish scriptures. And the Nevaim just means the prophets, which includes Joshua, Judges, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings. Uh, and, and basically that's the Nevaim. Uh, there's a little bit of, you know, I think Ezra and Nehemiah might even be thrown in there. But So we'll read through the Nevaim, and you'll notice that the storyline is going to change a little bit. And you'll notice that we skipped over Ruth in the reading plan. Like, like Mark said in the sermon, we left Ruth here because the storyline is driving us toward David, and we want to we want to make sure we kind of get all those pieces in place. But Ruth will get read way later in the part of the, the readings called the Ketuvim, which is the the, the writings, and that, that covers the Psalms, Proverbs, some of those things. Um, but the prophets themselves, the, what we're in right now, is basically just a section of a lot of history and then some of these other prophets, like we'll get to Isaiah and all those in the future. So you'll, you'll notice the, the reading is different. They go Torah, Nebaim, Ketuvim, and Ruth doesn't really fit, but we thought we got to keep Ruth here, right? Yeah, yeah. Such a huge story. So beautiful, beautiful story. All right. So just remember, if uh, someone tells you they're a Moabite woman, uh, there might be a bit of a track record there. So you might ask, are you the Ruth side or not the Ruth side of the Moabite women? And uh, has there been redemption in your line? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We all need it. We all do. 